Hey guys, before we get started, I just want to shout out my podcast sponsors, Mediums Collective. Mediums Collective is a Seattle-based streetwear brand, and they're huge into community building. They've actually been throwing events with local artists lately, and they've even been on the NAS podcast. And uh, if you go on their website, you can find premium quality shirts, hoodies, joggers. I'm actually currently wearing one of their shirts right now, their hustle shirt. You can find this and more on their website, you know, mediumscollective.com, or you can reach out to them on all social medias, Mediums Collective. And right now, they're running a promo offer with the NAS podcast. It's 20% off all clothing. If you go on their website, the promo code is NAS podcast. Now let's get into the show. Changed and I know it. I'm in my lane and I'm focused. Ain't got no time for no hold-ups. I can't trust your motive. And don't you try flip this shit like I'm bipolar. I'm brave. Bitch, I got superpowers. Can't slip back with the juice to style it. I don't need no what you used to call it. I got Biggest of hearts, why you do me like that? Why you rip it apart? Try to put it back together, but the shit kinda hard. Now another woman gotta live with these scars. Don't nobody love me like me. Don't nobody hate me like me. Shouldn't nobody wanna be like me. I said, shouldn't nobody wanna be like me. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. Today, my guest is a artist I've definitely been hearing about for the past few years. Um, it's worth with tons of my favorite artists in the Seattle area. And uh, I'm lucky enough to finally be in the same room as him. He's also signed to Blockstar Evolution, which hosts some amazing artists such as X-Rated. It's my pleasure to introduce Macintosh. AAA, nice to be here, bro. Hell yeah. That's good, man. Dude, the first time I ever heard about you was I was at my house, which okay. is like an hour outside of Seattle, okay. which I would have, like I love going to concerts, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I heard about this concert that you were putting on back in like 2019 and everyone was like text me Blake you should pull up to the Macintosh show so I kept looking up Macintosh Seattle and it just came up fucking like the MacBook shit because like how the fuck do you spell Macintosh I would have I would have had no idea that it was there's a fucking J in there or anything like that just kept coming up with like laptops and stuff yeah it it was like Macintosh like Mackinac's Tosh because Tosh is my nickname Macintosh oh but then it kind of you know, morphed into some other shit. And also, we're in Seattle, so, you know, anything tech-related, you know, I guess I, I I didn't really, I should have thought that out better. <laughs> you, you didn't even think about that at all? It, man, it wasn't even like that. It was, uh, we was in the studio, and we were freestyling, just fucking around. Yeah. And my homeboy just came up with it. Like, he was like, well, I said it. I said, uh, I think I said, I said, like, Quabby Macintosh, Macabre, maybe you. Son, Tang Tang's in my favorite color blue. Just, you know, young, just, just chilling. My nigga was like, what'd you say? Said, Kwabi Macintosh? Nigga, that's hard. That's your new name, bro. Mm. You Macintosh now. You know what I'm saying? I brushed him off a little bit like, nah, because I was going by something else. Oh, shit. And then what eventually, were you going by? X-Lav. X-Lav. Yeah. It's like my, my block name, my street name. Got but it. then eventually, as things progressed, he ended up getting locked up. You know what I'm saying? Oh. He, he served a bid, and I ended up just going back to, or not going back, but just using Macintosh. 
So was it like respect for him, kind of, or is it just? Not really. Fuck that nigga. I just, it's like, nah, it's my bro. <laughs> nah, just it, I, it was just more or less like I liked it kind of, but I was like, you can't name me. Like I already have a name. Like maybe yeah. it was more pride that got in the way. But that's yeah. my brother though. He just got out again. So let's let's yeah, stay out this time, him. right? Let's stay out, man. High definition, big perp, babe. Stay free, babe. Do you want to hear something crazy? I would love to hear something crazy. I think it's um. I don't know for sure if it's. I think I'd have to get tested to be for sure. But I think I'm allergic to apples. Like whenever Word. I bite into them, like my teeth get all numb. Is that a common Word. thing? No, no, your teeth get numb. But my gums and my teeth get all like numb feeling. Really? Yeah. Where are you getting these apples from? Just anywhere off a tree, off the farmer's market, apple, well, not apple pie. Cause well, so wait, do you get them off trees more or from like the store? What? Just for, wherever, man. Are these trees in Kent? Cause Kent don't got the best soil, bro. You might It might <laughs> be like some type of fluoride, some weird shit from like contaminated soil when you're apples man it's something about biting into them because like sometimes i can do it if it's sliced like i have uh -huh. a weird reaction to things sometimes like almonds i'm allergic to almonds but okay. if they're salted i'm not allergic to them so, but if, wow i've never heard that yeah it, like the salt like makes it so it counteracts the Word. allergic like my throat literally gets like all like tight if i eat almonds but without when, salt yeah without salt like raw almonds hmm. well you got to put salt on the apple man yeah <laughs> I'll give you an example. Like, have you ever eaten like a kiwi? Yeah. You know, like you're supposed to, like the um, prickly stuff, like the fuzz. You yeah. know, like how your mouth gets numb, kind of from that. Mm -hmm. That's what happens when I eat apples. Really? That's weird, but I never. Yeah. Mm, I never heard of that. Macintosh. Yeah. I like apples. apples really? Is, yeah. Apples is cool. I like apple. I like treetop. I think treetop got the best apple juice. Oh, I hate apple juice. It makes yeah. me like want to throw up. Really? Yeah. It just I think of pee too much. I like I like apple cider, you know, but like when you think of apple juice and you just you like so like apple cider like that's just like hot apple juice. Yeah, like I really have a weird thing. So about the things. cold apple juice reminds you of pee more than the warm apple juice. Oh shit! Mm. Message. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, that's crazy. So I was listening to like a you had a radio show episode with like Casey Carter mm -hmm. and. You were talking about like an album that was supposed to come out, and I never saw it. The, what was it called? It's called like Maya. Yeah. What happened to Maya? It, shit, nothing. Oh. Maya, we aborted Maya. Oh. Unfortunately, rest in peace, Maya. Nah, <laughs> uh, it was man. Like a lot of times, I'll just have like a body of records, a body of songs, and I'll just have a name. Yeah. It's I guess it's more like a working title, but then as things progress, as I add new records to it, or I'll take records away it won't embody the name that I came up with initially. Mm. So we have, you know, we just, like I came up with, like Big Black Mane, the, the original name for Big Black Mane was Gorgeous, mm. right? It was supposed to be on some like other type of shit, but then we did the Pastor's House record. We did the Look Up record. We did the Ain't Fair record. We had all these different records. I'm like, bro, we can't call this Gorgeous. Is that inspiration from like Ludacris's album? Like the, the church records? You're like... Nah, I'm, I, I, I like Ludacris, but I, no, I would. I didn't even think of that till now. Wow, it, it really gave me like those old, like those old two thousand Ludacris vibes. What was that? Fuck, it was that album called Beer and Chicken. I think Chicken that's and what, Beer. Chicken and I got it completely mixed up. Yeah. What the you said? Gorgeous does. Yeah, the Mac and no the Big Block main the church songs. You know, oh, like, you know, it's like he has like the hush single and all that. Nah, like, bro, I don't. Down. Nah, I don't even like. Uh, when when I think of artists in that genre with like the live instrumentation, which is what you're talking about, right? The yeah. live instrumentation. 
But I think an artist in that genre, like the first one that would come to mind to me is Ross. Even though he has like faster tempo records typically. Rick Ross? Yeah. Oh. Bro, he, he made this live instrumentation shit hot. Like what's, I can't even think of a, what's a, what's a Rick Ross song that has like a live instrumental? Bro, just his albums, bro. Port of Miami, Port of Miami 2. Mm. I mean, anything Maybach music related, like bro, he, that motherfucker like boss, like boss. <laughs> brings on, huh, huh, huh. Your ears was better. It's good. We'll keep it. Wayne Star. Well, yeah. Checkers. Lemon Pepper. You feel <laughs> Lemon me? Pepper. But nah, he, he'll have like the, uh, he'll have his band and like orchestra and choir and stuff come in the studio, bro. And that just kills shit. Holy shit. I never like, bro, even knew bro, that. Bro, Rick Ross has some of the best albums ever, bro. It's just like, it's called Maybach music for a reason. You could just relax. Yeah. You with a pretty little bitch. You got some liquor, some weed if you do that, black and mild, whatever. What's, you your, just, what's your take on women sure. and not being able to say <laughs> What? <laughs> What's your? How do you feel about women? But I feel like some <laughs> in Seattle. I feel like you're not allowed to say bitch. Says who? The Half the time guy. I say bitch, I'm not even talking to a woman. You're talking to a guy? Or are you talking about I'm the talking women? to a bitch? Wait, what's what's the difference between like a woman and a woman and a bitch? Mm, I don't know. I, well, women's a. I don't think of it like what's the difference between a woman and a bitch. Like I don't even think of a bitch when I think of a woman. Like a bitch is just a word I call someone that's acting like a bitch. So like you like, could be like a doctor and still. No, if I was a doctor, I probably wouldn't say that. But I'm not a doctor. Like I don't. When I say like bitch, I don't like like bitch, bitch. bitch or when I say whore, whore, I'm not talking to or about women. Oh. Like that's like an ins. That's okay. I'm happy I, I got a chance to speak on this. You're the first person that asked me that. Okay. Actually, but no, it's not like when I say whore. Like my, I have more male friends that are whores than any than women I see being whores. I don't. It's not like that. It's like a unisex title. Like a whore just means you're just you're playful. You're friendly. You're for the world. You're promiscuous. Like that don't. You know what I'm saying? Some a lot of times it don't even matter. Like we're not even really referencing like sex or nothing like that. Like mm -hmm. like you know if somebody like. If one of the homies sits down next to me or whatever and like he orders something dumb off a menu at a restaurant i'm like whore like it's just it don't mean nothing we just we're just goofy as fuck and like do you have like a dictionary for all this like is there a difference between like bitch whore hoe man that, whatever not i mean who do you call a hoe a hoe <laughs> <laughs> okay. you feel me but it don't have to be a woman like when i say bitch you bitch, whore, ho. It's not, that's not about women. Like, it's just about bitches, whores, and hoes. I don't think of it like that. Right. You know, so if somebody, you know, does feel like that's what I'm talking about, that's not what I'm talking about. Maybe it's just an age thing. I feel like newer artists, actually, I don't know. But I feel like newer artists probably stay away from calling women bitches. Really? Where? I don't know. In Seattle, I... maybe, yeah. But no, no one else does. It's like, mm. for what? Like, all this politically correct shit, bro? Like, that's not for me, bro. Like, I know my intentions. I know my heart. Yeah. You feel me? Like, I'm not, I'm like the most protective of women. You feel me? Like, I don't, I'm not that person. What like, about, I don't... do you know about Karens? That yeah, came I know from, about Karens. That yeah. came from Seattle. Did you know that? Uh, I can see that. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah, Seattle. Yeah, Seattle's funny. But you moved out of Seattle. Is it because you just don't like it here or you just wanted to change? Or what um, is it? I didn't move out of here because of any particular reason. I think maybe, okay, because of money. Okay. That's why I moved. Opportunity maybe. But like Seattle's just like, a, I'm a weird, I'm a unicorn here. It's mm. it's different here for me, I feel like. It's a lot of, um, I feel like it's a lot of like, 
it's a lot of like hypocrites and stuff here. Like one thing I feel strongly about that's like very interesting to me is like the music scene. Like the, when I say the music scene, I mean like the curators, the the booking agents, the the show buyers, the venue owners. Everyone stands on this Black Lives Matter thing. Black Lives Matter, we're for mm -hmm. the people, this and that. But they pick and choose what side of the black story they want to tell. You feel me? They won't book somebody that's talking about drugs and, 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 and guns and stuff like that. Then they'll say, well, we don't want that type of energy here. But that's part of the black struggle that was created by oppression that you seem to stand against. Do you not stand against it? Wow. There's a difference between glorifying it and recollecting, recollecting it. You feel me? Like For me, like music is like... Music, for me, music is therapy, right? So a lot of times, like, I'll have songs to where I make certain references about X, Y, and Z, whatever. It's not me glorifying things. It's me talking about my upbringing, my childhood. It's me getting it out there because it's the art form. It's the platform. Black people always make shit cool. We made our pain trendy. We make money off our pain now. Yeah. But it's the, the, the talent buyers and shit like to pick and choose who. Capitol Hill Block Party likes to pick and choose who they put on this bill. Uh, you know, uh, all the, I don't want to pick on anybody specifically, but I'm just being real about it. If somebody got a problem with it, they got a problem with it. But like people like to pick and choose. We're going to put this person here, but leave him out and this person here and this and that. Everyone stands behind this veil of, well, we have to be politically correct and do what the public thinks is necessary. And we stand for this because black lives matter. But do all of them matter? If, if this person can't tell a story, um, you know, what I'm saying Nacho Picasso doesn't have the same story as Saul. And that's fine. They're both dope black men that make great Wait, art. Saul's black? Yeah, Saul's black. I think he's I thought he was black. I think Saul's a nigga. Saul, what's up, my nigga? I just saw Saul's my nigga. But karma, maybe. <laughs> okay. If we want to say karma, let's let's say uh who else? Um let's say uh damn who else? Uh I don't know, I can't think of anybody right now. But X-rated. Okay. X-rated doesn't have the same well, the X-rated definitely don't got the same thing. <laughs> but my point is, is the, the 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 curators here like to pick and choose which side of the black story they tell. Me, I just do my own thing completely. Like I had um I had a song called Killers Don't Cry. And one of the reasons I couldn't get booked on the show was because oh Killers Don't Cry, Macintosh rapping about killing people. Did you listen to the record? Uh it's about a woman. It's about a woman that breaks hearts. That's like she's the killer in the story. Yeah. <laughs> you feel me? But they're just so quick to assume six foot two nigga. He's with all these niggas. He must be this and that. Da, 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 da. It's just it's not for me, bro. But Seattle's isn't. It still affects you like Seattle. No, no, it doesn't now. No, at the point like but, everyone probably if if you say you want to play somewhere, but every venue probably is not going to even think twice. Right? OK, but that's not the problem. So you're talking about as like a for other artists as well. You're looking not okay, okay, okay. So so the problem I spoke about, I'm speaking about more like the Mafi D's that are coming up. I'm speaking about the French Yosos that are coming up. The I'm speaking about the the the, the young black artists that have a story. Even Louis, Louis just Louis just did a show at Alma Mater in Tacoma. Yeah, because he got blackballed from the venue. They blackballed Fatal for how long? Mm. You feel me? Like they they pick and choose like the niggas they want to support. Now it's I don't. I don't parade myself as like a tough guy or like a, I don't really I don't preach about violence. My music's not about that at this moment in time. So it's easier for venues to say yes to me, but I'm not. This isn't even this moment's not for me. I'm just speaking on. You know, I got the, it. But but then again, back to what you said when you said, yeah, I'm sure you know venues they want to book you now. Yeah, they do. But on what terms? How much of my money do you want to take? Mm. You feel me? How much leverage do I have? I can't get a Friday. Word. Sam LaChow gets a Friday. 
Uh, Trav- Tra- Travis Thompson gets a Friday. I can't get a Friday. You feel me? Like, I'm not saying every venue's like that. Right. But I'm saying there, and I'm not going to pick on anybody, but there's certain situations like that. And Travis is a dope artist. I love Travis to death. He's a real motherfucker. He's genuine and he cares about the people. Sam, I haven't spent as much time with him, but Sam is a dope dude. I love his music. Yeah. But me just being real about it, there's definitely like some layer of like hesitancy. Maybe they don't understand the culture. But the, you're saying the woke, your point is the wokeness is like a facade. Oh, yeah, 100%. They don't care. Yeah. They don't care, bro. Look at Coke, man. Coca Cola. And I'm not even, I don't parade myself as a woke motherfucker. I'm not, right. nigga. I sleep 10 hours a day. I'm lazy as shit at the time. <laughs> but no, I'm saying like Coca Cola, for example, right? Okay. Coca Cola, they had their, 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 um, their logo on the side of buses to where black people had to sit in the back of. Okay. For <laughs> years, right? You know what changed it? The world was like, hey, people that don't support black people now, people that don't support the advancement of this marginalized group of people, we don't fuck with them. And they're like, really? So you'll stop buying this soda if we don't. Okay, yeah, take take it down. It's all it's it's you know what I'm saying? Like it's it only became bad to them when it became bad to us. Mm. It's just like everything else. I see it a lot in like um Hollywood TV shows and movies, like even cartoons. Yeah. Oh, uh, what was it? I don't think it was Rick and Morty. Let's just say it's Rick and Morty. So let's say there's like a, a white person playing like a black character. Like people like that are getting canceled. I'm like, it's a fucking cartoon. Like, why do you have to get that woke? Bro, <laughs> there's, there, there, there's people that are bad people that say things they shouldn't say and there should be repercussions for that. Yeah. But then there's a point to where certain people might embrace victimhood a little more then maybe they should just because it's trendy right now or it's easy to get someone canceled because they don't have the same point of view as you. Yeah. And that's just shit. I'm immune to that. I'm not. That's just not. Those bullets don't hit me. You're a big block man. I'm a big block man. But not, <laughs> not that I'm better than anybody. I'm not saying I'm better than anyone. I just don't give a fuck. Like, yeah. one, I'm not. There's nothing for me to say to. I mean, if what I'm saying now that's real offends you, then fuck you. Like, I don't whatever. Or maybe maybe it's not fuck you. Maybe let's have a follow-up conversation and maybe you can understand my point of view. But most people don't want to talk. That's okay. Yeah. I don't want to talk either. We're on a podcast right now, so we chilling. Yeah. But if you know, you, a lot of people don't got to talk. They just got to listen. So if they want to listen, they can listen. I'm here for that. Yeah. But it, it is what it is though, like. People are weird, man. Yeah. I've been noticing that a lot during the pandemic, and that's something I'm coming with to, coming to grips with. Yeah. How weird people are. Yeah, man. <laughs> Seattle, bro. So I do want to understand, like, your upcoming, like, you coming up in, like, Seattle. Like, did you did you go through all, like, the Seattle music scene and just go from venue to venue, open mics, everything like that, to build up your name? Or, like, what no. did you do to? Um, in 2017, uh, was it 2000, 2016, I think it was, I got... I got commissioned to do a feature for Bass Nectar. Mm-hmm. He's, he was a big EDM act at the time. Um, so I did this feature with him and that just led to other opportunities. We we got like one of the official songs of the 2017 Winter X Games. And then I got to collab with a bunch of other electronic acts. I ended up- Levitate. Yeah, Levitate, my brother, shout out Levitate. Uh, Black Tiger Sex Machine, Kaiwachi, uh, Hydraulics, Oski. Uh, Lucid, um, some other cats. So like, I was I was in that scene a lot, and I was just touring and, and doing stuff like that. And then I started making solo music, and then as I made this solo music, I just you know kind of, I guess uh, what's the word? What's the word? I just capitalized on the momentum I had from the, the EDM stuff, 
and you know, I just traveled a lot. I sourced my own money from independent investors. Um, I built my platform to a point I felt like it was adequate. I, I hired um, legal counsel. I hired my own management. I got my own booking agent. I just started to build everything up myself. And then we got to a point to where we felt like we had enough to where it was time for a partnership so we mm. could stop spending our money and start spending other other people's money. Right. And so, yeah. We, Wait, how'd you get into EDM though? Like, um, I just he just hit me up for a feature, Bass Nectar, at the time. And it where is Bass Nectar is not from Seattle though. At all. Man, he's from Denver. It was a uh, he's another person too that uh, he got canceled. I and I want to say recently this, or uh, like a few months ago. It sounds like he actually got canceled for like a real reason though. If I'm being real with you, uh, it's I don't I don't I haven't spoke to him. I don't know what's going on, but uh, I just saw screenshots and just looked like he was in like a, a younger woman's DM. Mm. Which I mean, you do that, you piece of shit. But so I don't know if it's true. Then I mean, fuck him. But at the time, he did a lot for me, and uh, this was before all that happened. So okay, yeah. But you had was your first project with slightly flagrant. Was that the first project you released? Like, did um, you have any sing- like? How I'm still just trying to understand like how yeah. Bass Nectar even found you, bro. Okay, so Levitate. So you were working with Levitate. I was working with Levitate, like just on a couple records. And, and how'd you meet Levitate though? Uh, where did I meet? I met Levitate through Creeps. Okay. I met Levitate through Creeps, and uh, Levitate DJed a slightly flagrant show, mm. and then he was just like, "Hey, bro, I got some records. I need a vocalist on. Do you mind hopping on them? Cool. I hopped on the records. Then him and Bass Nectar get tied in, and mm. they need a rapper, and it's going to be a situation where." Bass Nectar either commissions like a motherfucking like a little Wayne or like this huge rapper just for this big song that's expensive but yeah. he has that name or he just finds a little unknown guy for a little bit of nothing in terms of money and you know keeps it rocking so he chose the latter and that's how I got that opportunity he hit, he hit up Levitate and Lev was just like um, you want to hop on this Bass Nectar record and I canceled my flight because I was flying out to Diego the next day, and I was like, "Yeah, yeah, I want to get on the Bass Nectar record. Like, that's Bass Nectar. Like, of course I do." So you've always liked EDM a little bit. Then. No. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, okay, bro, look, this is weird. I swear, my whole life be going like this. <laughs> so I'm in. I'm living in LA at this time, right? This is like maybe like when I was. I'm 30 now. I just turned 30. Happy birthday. I was like, uh, well, a few months ago. Oh. I just, I just said I just turned 30 because <laughs> it makes me feel younger. But yeah, yeah, whatever. Okay. Uh, so. Um, I'm in LA at the time and one of my roommates is like, hey, you should start rapping to EDM beats. No one else is doing it. And I'm mm. like 20 years old. And I'm like, play me something. So he plays it and I start writing and the dude just happens to be bass nectar. So I write to like four or five of his records, right? Oh, but shit. I didn't like it. I tried to record it. I was like, bro, this is whack. I don't like this shit. But then years later, he actually happened to hit me up. Damn. So I didn't like EDM. I just knew who he was. And I like the songs I was on, and I think there's a lot of electronic producers that are mad talented and super dope. Yeah. Some of it's just not for me. That's not. That's still not a huge thing, right? EDM and hip hop. Like, it, there's been some collabs, but I don't feel like. I mean, Vince Staples. His he got like a. When I think of EDM and hip hop, I think of movie soundtracks. Are you talking about the fucking Pokemon? What was that? Po- they just came out the Pokemon soundtrack. Actually, I don't even know if that's an EDM song. I don't think it's EDM. No, I'm just saying like but... Vince Staples album like. He got a lot of placements, a lot of sync licensing deals and stuff. Because what, what EDM song are you talking about that's with Vince Tape? He got shit with like, uh, I think his name is Flawed. I think F-L-A. 
A-U-D or something. He's like a big EDM act. I could be fucking that up. I don't know. It's some <laughs> big dude. I don't know. I don't know who it is. I know like Steve Aoki. Yeah. They were touring with Designer and uh, yeah, Designer and some more people and shit like that. Um, I just know like there's like always kind of been like this flirtation between hip hop and EDM. Right. So, but basically as an artist, <laughs> you didn't have to like, do you think it's necessary for artists to go through like the music scene? Because it didn't seem like you had, you didn't really have to do that though. So is it just I mean, your journey is just completely well, different? or? Well, like, what do you mean? Like, I feel like um, there's no like one way to get into like the music industry or whatever, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But I feel like a lot of people's advice to even just start making music is, you know, make a song, go to an open mic, do open mics for a couple months to a year or so. Then you go to a concert venue and just continue to build your way up like that, which could take years at a time to do. I, I think that's an outdated roadmap. But during that, when you blew up, well, you started to gain traction, you said, around 2016. So mm. during even in 2016, that was still probably something that was relevant. Maybe in Seattle. What's, but like, what's, mm. that shit, my, I mean, okay, cool. It, whatever works for the next person, that's that's dope. Like, if it works for you, you should do it. But my thing is, like, we got the internet. Like, you don't got to open mics and this and that for who, like. Right. I don't know. I wouldn't do that. I guess. Um. What What's the question? I guess is the question like. Um. So do you realize I, that your your way of came, coming up is radically different than most people in? Seattle? I mean, well, bro. I, a lot of people like I flew out and sourced my own money. Like I I flew out and I hustled for everything I had. Like I, I articulated my vision to people and I got them to buy into it and believe in me. Like I believed in me and see the Macintosh brand that could be sustainable and profitable for you know generations to come i got them to see that whole vision and and we're still building it we're still you know maybe a a one-fifth of the way through but like i i didn't sit around here and go to open mics i didn't do i hit the road i i I hustled i got my money how i could get my money at the time i didn't i didn't do that i didn't i wasn't a rapper i was a businessman so i that is like how what rappers do i don't really i never really um did that if i felt that worked i would have done it i just never even thought to do that i was just leave i just left the city and i was just getting it how i felt i had to get it but like for you it didn't take it well that's what i try to do with my platform too you know like mm-hmm. i think i don't think it has to take someone a decade plus to see any form of success i mean but then but again for not you e- it took you only a couple like how long were you making music before you when you started working since i was 14 See, so, and so how old how old were you when you met Levitate then? Twenty six. Okay, so that took you about twelve years, then, right? Or like, I'm trying to figure out your trajectory and like how it compares to. I'm not trying to compare people, but I think well, it's bro. Okay, so listen, so listen, so that stuff's just interesting to me. And we're not trying to break down your entire past, future, and present. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Um, hold on one second. Why is, he's uh, getting a you up text right now. Uh, no, I'm not getting we're, it. We're I get recording. a U up text at 2 p.m. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> or 1 p.m.? It's, um, it's, it's, it's 1 a.m. somewhere, right? Yeah. Um, let me, real, real, real quick. I'm sorry. That is an important text, but that, that can wait. This is more important right yes, now. Yes, sir. Um, but uh, I think, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know in terms of tra- tra- trajectory. Uh, bro, I just like, I've been making music, I think between like the ages of 20 
in 26 i was just in a long-ass relationship and i just didn't really care about music mm. um it was like the first time in my life i had a real job it what was the, the job oh god uh, okay so no 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 no, no, no. <laughs> um so i worked at walmart first okay right when i was um 20 from like 20 to 21 22 whatever um and then i went to work for wells fargo you worked at a bank i did man oh yeah i was like I, so bro i got a cold ass story I, i'll keep it quick though but like literally so prior to that i was just in the streets hustling just getting just however i could do it just hustling bunch of other stuff just dumb young kid stuff mm -hmm. i never had a real relationship in my life until i was 20. like i had like little chicks i talked to but i never had someone i said you're my girlfriend and she was like yeah you're my boyfriend mm -hmm. so i had this i got my own spot 1920 um with her and i'm like you know what like I, she had a kid so i'm like you know what wait like, how old was this girl um she was like six months younger than me oh yeah. Okay. So, you know, I was just like, you know, it's time for me to grow up, man up, you know, this and that. It's my time. I, I spend enough time doing dumb shit, whatever. So I'm working. I'm doing all this shit. Um, I go to, to Walmart and I'm asset protection. I was a cold ass asset protection, dude. I was catching everybody. Wait, what's Is that security or something? Yeah, or? that's like undercover shopper. Like I would just dress like this oh. and I just walk around and catch niggas stealing. I was so cold with it. I, bro, I was so cold with it. One time I caught somebody stealing and they saw me watching them, right? Mm -hmm. And they were like, it was, a, it was a, a Mexican from from Yakima. He was like, what's up, fool? You, you looking at me? Still with, 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 with you security? I'm like, nigga, what are you talking about? Security, are you security? Oh, no, 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 fool, whatever, whatever, whatever. Like, oh, okay, it's good, it's good. I'm like, bro, you got some weed? He's like, yeah, I got some weed, fool. Man, cool, so we just start politicking. We're chilling, right? So we walk around the store and steal shit together for like 30 minutes, right? He's he's watching out for me. I'm watching out for him. We're stealing shit, whoop de whoop de whoop I, I can't really steal because I work there, right? <laughs> yeah. But he's really stealing, though. Mm -hmm. And so we uh we get outside and the, the smoke or whatever. We get outside now. Bang! Grab him by the shoulder. Asset protection in the office. He said, "What fool tried to rip away? I, I'm way bigger than him, so I just picked him up and took him in the office. But like I was, <laughs> I was a cold AP. I was a legend. They was like, you hear what the nigga at the Wooty Walmart did? He's cold. They were talking about me and everything. I was that dude, man. <laughs> and then uh and then somebody I was working with. They went to Walmart, I mean, Wells Fargo, right? So they got hired there. Mm. Now, all I had is a GED. Right. I didn't have college, high school, nothing like that, like maybe a year of high school, right? So he gets hired. It's this black dude there named James Miller. James Miller, at the time, he's like, you could tell he's one of those, like, he, he's a brother, but you could look in his eyes and tell he used to be on some bullshit. Like, nigga, you used to do some dumb shit when you was younger, but you cleaned your life up. Congratulations. Jesus is good, right? <laughs> so he's working at Wells Fargo, and uh, my um, my boy, he's the banker there, and he sucks. He's not getting nothing, like no sales or anything, right? But he's still new. Yeah. So they're like, okay, let's bring in, you know, Taj or me at the time, whatever, and we'll train him or whatever, and we'll send him to another bank. So I was training at the same bank with him. Anyway, I did so good that they wanted to promote me. Oh, shit. But I didn't have no college or anything. Like, you're supposed to, being a banker is like a prestigious thing. You got to have finance, accounting, something. So by this time, I've been there for a year and a half. I'm with a new manager. And not the not James Miller, not the black one. He got promoted. I'm with a new manager at the same bank. My friend got fired by this point in time. <laughs> so... Um, they're like, um, yo, like, you know, we think you should go into business banking. 
you know, but I want to go into investment banking. I'm like, why can't I go into investment banking? They're like, well, there's college students that are failing this test. You don't have college this and that. I'm like, bro, what are you saying? You don't think I could pass the licensing test? Well, I didn't say that, this and that. That's what you were saying. I said, bro, if you don't think I'll pass them tests, you're dumb as fuck. I didn't say as fuck. I didn't say that, but I said you're dumb. Yeah. That, that's really what I said. Bitch. So I go above him and hit up his manager like, yo, like I'm about to quit if you guys don't do this for me. Like, and I'm the top banker in the state. I got all the credit cards. I got all the checking accounts. I'm like Damn. that dude. The right way, too. I didn't do no weird shit. I know Wells Fargo got sued. I didn't do no weird shit. Just gift the gab, right? So I end up, they end up sending me to the to, to take the test. I pass all four of them. I get my licensing. Um, my I get licensed in my Series 6, my Series 63, um, my Series 65, and my life insurance. Pass all my tests just with a GED. Came back to the bank, and the manager was like, congratulations, Kwabi. I always knew you could do it. The same one. The same one. Oh, <laughs> you know? So it was, it, bro, I had a, I don't even know how we got on that. But, I, yeah, I was a, I did work at Wells Fargo. I quit there. You quit? Were you, how long were you working there for, though? Um, Like, maybe three years. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, crazy. Yeah, so we were talking about trajectory, right? Yeah. So a lot of my early life, I was just being a man. Like Damn. I was just, I started being a man early. So I wasn't really focused on music like that. But having a real job was new to me. I've never had a real job. Mm -hmm. You know, have, being able to like feel responsible and like get a paycheck and pay rent and have my own spot and just be able to do shit I wanted to do. I never had it like that before. So I was enjoying that. Damn. And then me and this chick ended up breaking up. I ended up saying, fuck all this. I don't even really want to do this shit. Do you talk to the kid anymore? I try to. Mm. I try to. I, you know, I, I when I signed my deal, I put some bread aside for that for her. Yeah, we had been broken up for three, four years after I signed it. You know, or mm. prior to me signing my my deal. But one of the first things I did was put some money aside for her on some real shit. Sound like a good guy. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, she's a baby. She's innocent. You know. Yeah. So, but um. Why'd you quit though? Why'd you quit? Well, I was girl? tired of that shit, bro. Mm. It was just like. So what's funny is I I I went on a um. I said I wanted to quit, and the district manager was like, well, how about we give you six months to think it over? We'll keep you on the books, and you'll have six months just to think about it. Oh. So I'm traveling. I'm touring. I'm still on the books. I'm not getting paid, though. Mm. So I'm traveling. I'm, I'm making music. I'm, like, touring. Not not rap touring, just I'm going to different cities just seeing what's happening. Like, I'm just I'm on the road. I'm like, fuck it. Mm -hmm. So I'm doing my thing. Um, six months comes, and they're like, yo, you want the job? And I'm just like, nah, I don't, I don't want it. Mm. I don't want the job, so, and then I just, that was it. And then I, I just been doing music and hustling and just doing my thing ever since, really. And I was like, around the time I got the Bass Nectar collab, and then now we're here. Damn. Are you good at saving? At saving? Yeah. Yeah. I, why invest? I got I have my licenses. So you learned that from, from Wells Fargo, though? Were you like I learned it from the textbook. They give you a big-ass book and say, pass the test. That's how they do it, bro. You you come, they give you, you it goes from easy to hard. So there's four <laughs> tests, okay? Yeah. So they give you the first book, second, third, whatever, so on. Get the, you get the book, they say you have two weeks. Mm. So you can fuck off those two weeks. You can go to can you're getting paid. You can go to Cancun, chill, da, 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 whatever, whatever. But then when it comes time to pass that test, if you fail that test, you have to come back to the bank and you're out of the program. Mm. So I really, I took it so seriously. I would study to the point to where like I overstudied, bro. 
I overstudied and barely passed because I didn't know nothing about money. I didn't know nothing about credit cards prior to me working at the bank. So now you take a kid from the ghetto with no experience, you give him a year to learn about bank accounts and stuff, and now I'm expected to consume this vast knowledge of the financial industry and how mutual funds and ETFs work and options and calls and puts and all that. And you're just like, what the fuck? So yeah. I had to really take it seriously. If I wouldn't have spent like 20 hours a day studying, I would not have passed them tests, bro. Them tests is hard as shit. Damn. I'm just yeah. trying to picture this. So did you have like a, your own cubicle and were you wearing like no, a suit just, and tie every day? Or? No, I just, I went to the crib. I just went home and just. Like when you were working at the bank? Then. Oh yeah, I had my office. Oh, that's dope. Yeah, yeah, bro. It was cool, it was cool as shit, bro. I had some Seahawk players and shit was my clients. It was dope. Uh, it was dope. Hell yeah. So when did this uh, Blockstar Evolution thing come around? Because... When I was listening to like the Casey Carter thing, I think that was like 2019. You were already talking yeah. to them, but then you only recently signed a deal. Like, how does that work? So the first deal I signed with X-Rated was for no money in December of 2018. He was just, or maybe it was 19. I, I don't know. It was 18 or 19, but it was December of one of those years. And it was no money. He was fresh out the pen, like three months removed. We were in Oakland. We had a studio in Oakland. We had first uh, actually how did you meet let's start there how did you meet from the same neighborhood but then why did he hit you up out of anyone well, when, he, when he got out he was just asking the homies like hey who's hot who's hard this and that and i'm like the first you think of uh uh the gardens is known for you got sibo and that's in Looney, sacramento you right? got looney colion you got x-rated you got brother lynch hung you got t nutty you got marvelous you have all it's like a prestigious gangster rap neighborhood and i'm the only one from that section that makes music that's not gangster rap mm. you know what i'm saying like like my my, my biggest songs and 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 who mcintosh is in terms of imagery and branding isn't predicated on gangster shit like that's not that's not what i do so i in in i guess in a, in a way i was kind of like an anomaly in that area so when when he asked the homie like who who's the one that's really doing it whatever who's the one that's popping whatever whatever my name came up mm. so he um he called me we talked for like four hours five hours the first time went out to oakland with my investor signed the deal put out trappy gilmore too but no money no money not a dollar um a thousand dollars i got a thousand bucks that I, <laughs> that I paid back but um we put out a uh, trappy gilmore too um and then i put out 2020 sucks and then i was about to put out and i didn't put that out under blockstar if you look at the i put that out under a new label i made just because it was like i wasn't really i figured i wasn't really getting paid and like it was like x was busy doing his thing building his own thing and i knew what he was doing and i was just like i'm doing this and i'm sourcing money from x y and z and um i made the record label for andre blake which is my brother that passed away so I met that's that's the record label if you look at twenty twenty sucks. And how easy is it to make is making a record label as easy as making like an LLC? You just type the shit in distro kid, fool. Got it. <laughs> you just like that's all I did. It wasn't like a I didn't like file an LLC, but it is as easy as that. Got or it. sole proprietorship, however whatever your tax classification is. But I just typed in, in distro kid for Andre Blake. And um X was cool with it, he wasn't tripping. Um and then after that we finished uh we had the the gorgeous album that we were working on mm -hmm. um went down to vegas for maybe like six seven months um finished the record or fin finished the, um, the album and uh renamed it and put it out through blockstars that's it
Okay. And is Blockstar his record label or is he just someone that signed that helped nah, you he, get a notice he, by it? He's he's one of the the founding members, but it's a few people. It's him and it's um you got uh Brian and Matt. Brian Shard is up there, you got Matt up there, and then they got uh label service through in grooves and like Steven Weatherby and uh like Wendy Day works with them close. So you got like a lot of like bigger like universal music affiliates up there fucking with them. And what's like what's the vibe of your record label? Is it supposed to be like when I think of uh you just you know, just named like X rated, mm-hmm. Brother Lynch Hung, all that stuff. Like when I think of Brother Lynch Hung, that's obviously like a strange music type thing. Like do you guys have like a like a vibe that you're No record that it was going for? No. No, it's not yeah, strange music is its own thing. That's not us. Bro. Right. That's not that's not me. Um X, um, I know X and Tech Nine are close, um, and I respect what Tech Nine is doing. At the same time, I'm just I'm doing something different. Are you guys like all friends though? Like now that you guys are when you're on the same record label, so I guess not all record label people like know each other. Like, but do, do you guys all know each other on the roster, or how does that work? What do you mean? Like, do I know like everyone, Tech Nine now? Like what? everyone on your roster, like Blockstar roster. Like, are you guys all like close at all? Like a family type I know thing? Everybody, or? yeah, I know. Like I, like I bros. Like when 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 you're in a new city. And you're you're an X rated, for example. Like X has a huge following in Vegas just because like Vegas models a lot of its politics after LA or California, right? Mm-hmm. So when you think of California gangster rap, X is one of the names that pops up. So when we first went down there, we tapped in with everybody or he tapped in with everybody immediately. We bought a building down there. So like the city and the community really embraced him and really embraced Blockstore. And um I think one of the biggest things for me when I signed, one of the biggest talking points and concerns for me was I want to make sure that we're not doing the gangster rap thing. I want to make sure I'm not one of these people doing pubs and bars at 35 years old. Like, that's not what my goal is. I could I could do bad by myself. You know, like, what I really want to do and what I'm passionate about is um, creating freely, um, being able to express my brand through, like, the visuals on some, like, some like fun, carefree, who I really am type stuff and not kind of be bound or like typecast into this gangster rap persona that I don't carry or hold anywhere. I'm just myself and I, I try to be genuine and just and, and loving and just real everywhere I go. seems like the Justin Frick videos probably help with that a little bit, right? Like it's uh, very creative. Yeah, with it a lot. Yeah, yeah, with it a lot. How'd you meet Justin Frick? Um, I met Frick, um, where I... Um, but I don't even know where I met Frick at, bro. I ain't gonna hold you. We, him and me, <laughs> he's one of my best friends, though. I love him. Him and Gage, um, they're dope. Um, most of the videos we direct together um, in terms of just coming up with the ideas and the concepts, and then he'll bring them to life. And there'll be times where he's like, bro, I don't know what to do here. Like, what should we do for this scene or this part of the song? And I'm like, bro, we gotta do this. Mm. He's like, oh, that's tight. Or vice versa. There's times I just give them a song and. I don't even know what I want to do. And then they start it and then I'll add something. So it's, it's you know, it's, it's really, it's really easy going, bro. Like, um, he's a, he's a huge part of my brand. I don't, I don't know how far I would be without Frick. What's your favorite video you guys have done together? My favorite one, um, bro, there's like four of them that aren't even out yet that Ooh. are my best videos I've, I've ever done. Wait, what was that, um, Stuff you guys are talking about, like last summer where Tory Lanez made that Good Burger video, Good Burger. and then you made. Do you think there was actually like a correlation between? It doesn't matter what I think. <laughs> the internet thought what they thought. That's all I care about. <laughs> it don't matter what I thought. Yeah. 
So um, what are some artists that you think are about to have an upward trajectory in Seattle or even Oakland or wherever? Like, who are some artists you're looking at right now? Mm. It just depends who works hard. I don't know. Like, mm. uh, there's maybe a motherfucker on top today and not tomorrow because he just doesn't want to be. I don't know. Like, some artists I like, we can we can start there if you want. Okay. Like, I like Travis, um, Sam, Saul. Obviously, they've been doing it forever. Um, Nacho, um, one of my favorite rappers ever, Nacho Picasso. I'm a big Nacho fan. That was Nacho's. my favorite interview. Have you seen that interview I did with him? I seen a clip. It was hilarious, dude. That guy Nacho, was so funny. Nacho's dope. Nacho's a funny motherfucker. Yeah. Bro. He's funny. Um, uh, let's see who else. Um, you know, Louis, dope. Um, he just, he just signed his deal. Um, Karma's dope. I like Django out of Spokane. It's just a lot of artists that are dope. Everyone does something different. And yeah. a lot of times, like, I don't even pay attention to the music. I pay attention to the brand. And then the brand makes the music more digestible to me. Yeah. Like, I love, I'm just like one of the people that's just like, I like what he's doing. And then let's hear what it sounds like now. Right. So it's a lot of artists that's, that's dope doing their thing. Um, out of the Bay, I like uh, 72 T-Mac. He's hard as hell. I like White Day. That's my boy. I like, uh, I've been listening to Zay Bang. Um, I like uh, Weez Gotti. I've been listening to his shit. Um, a couple other cats, too. Hell yeah. I have one more question. Yeah. Is it really, is that really a thing where, like, people can't, if you're, like, in a gang that you can't say, like, something that starts with a C? No, or that's a the internet. Like, isn't that just... Okay. That's the goofy kids on the internet. Nobody <laughs> nobody does it. Unless you like what's his name? Um Crip Mac. Fifty five Crip Mac. Yeah. Fifty five straight, you find me? Like that he takes it serious. He might if you ask him that question, he might have a different response. But I say at the end of the day, um it's there's a difference between being a gang banger and a gang member. Like there's there's certain people that are in a certain situation because from the time they were six or seven, that's what all their family was. And they don't even look at it like that. It was just like, if you grew up hearing that, if you grew up attending gang meetings and stuff like that, you look at it like natural. You don't look at it as a way to where you're 20 years old and you're hopping off the porch trying to be something you're not. Right. You know, me, myself, I don't glorify um, any of that shit. I'm, I'm focused on, um, Really, I'm just focused on uplifting my people, uplifting, like, the younger generation. Like, I, I'm really passionate about just, like, making sure people know, like, whatever you want to do, as cliche as it sounds, whatever you want to do, you really could do. Create, find a way to do it. You know what I'm saying? When shit happens to you, don't ask why it happened to you. Just ask how can you get out of it. Like, mm. I'm a proponent of just finding a way. So all that other shit that's, you know, I don't know. I don't consider myself a gangbanger. That's not what I am. I'm... I'm I'm Macintosh and and, I, and I'm here to uplift and inspire through my art and, and you know shit feed my kids feed my family I don't have kids yet okay, but I was about my to future ask. kids <laughs> feed my future kids and feed my nieces and my sister and my my dad and my mama you know that's what I'm on right now so yeah yeah do you have any kid names in mind though if you ever have kids I want to name one of my kids garlic me and my girlfriend garlic listen just hold on. Me and my, <laughs> me and my, me and my girl, we getting into arguments and shit. You know, like, like when we have a kid one day, his name's finna be Garlic. She's like, nigga, I will leave you, nigga. I will leave you right now. His name will never be Garlic. So I'm like, baby, just think about it. Like, if you didn't know what Garlic was, say Garlic never existed, right? Say you never tasted it or nothing. And let's just say I just said, hey, like, we should name the kid Garlic. You'll think about it. 
<laughs> I just I don't know, bro. I think garlic's tight. I'm yeah, I'm gonna get roasted for this, but fuck it. Maybe maybe just keep it as like a nickname, you know. Garlic? I feel like that's even more insulting. Like you just gotta own it. Like nigga, you are garlic. <laughs> Your name's garlic. <laughs> you gotta own that shit, fool. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, is there anything you'd like to promote? I know you got a concert coming up. You have any projects? Oh yeah, or yeah, 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 yeah. Um uh fucking oh, gosh damn it. Uh October. October 30th at the Uptown Theater. I'm with Sam Lachelle. I'm with Saw. I'm with Django. I'm with Karma. Justin Frick is curating the event. Um, it's going to be dope. It's going to be in Tri-Cities, in Richland, Washington at the Uptown Theater. You got to have, like, your Vax card or get, like, uh, tested 48 out, whatever the fuck niggas is doing. You got to just come. Don't come coughing. Just If you come when you're not coughing, we'll let you in, I guess. You better play but, the COVID cough song, though. Bro, you know, I thought about it. I don't <laughs> think it's appropriate. <laughs> I'm going to wait another few months until all this shit died. But no, but um, yeah, so come out to that. Um, Shout out to motherfucking uh, my brother N. Dawson. I was just on the phone with him. We were just talking about interviews and supporting each other more. So shout out to N. Dawson. Um, shout out to motherfucking Hustle Man Benjamin. He just dropped a new record on the blacktop. Go check that out. Uh, shout out to Riker. Riker's dope as fuck. I love Riker. She's been supporting me a lot lately. Um, fucking shout out to my nieces and nephews, everybody. Shout out to Nas for having me. You're Oof, dope, bro. I was you. late, but you know what? You still made me feel welcome. Yeah, of you course. knew I was gonna be late because I'm a rapper. That's what we do. <laughs> but you welcomed me with, with with warm arms. I appreciate you, brother of man. Course. And until next time, man. Hell yeah. What's the easiest way for people to reach you? Uh, Instagram, at Macintosh, M-A-C-N-T-A-J. Uh, yeah, just hit me on there or management at Macintosh.com, M-G-M-T, at Macintosh.com. Um, yeah, shit. That's it, man. Love y'all, man. Grrr! Whore! And that's podcast with Macintosh. Big Black, man. You bitch! You gotta zoom in slow. You bitch! We did it.